Chapter 1. While New York Sleeps Richard Wentworth strolled warily down the night-shrouded reaches of Fifth Avenue. There was nothing of tension in his appearance, top hat jaunty on his arrogant head, Inverness cape turned back so that it showed the ivory satin of its lining. But his every sense was acutely alert. His superb muscles were as taut as a stalking tiger's. He was playing a game he loved for its very danger. He was offering himself as fair game for killers he had thwarted once before tonight in a murderous attempt upon a mighty man. It was unlikely that the killers would allow him to go unrewarded, and his reward would be death. They might spring on him from any darkened doorway, might be lurking just around the next corner. Wentworth hummed a light aria in his rich baritone as he paced on, gold-headed cane tap-tapping through the crisp darkness. Fifth Avenue was as nearly quiet as that great thoroughfare could ever be. The high buildings were black and deserted. No traffic, save now and again for the mutter of a nighthawk taxi or the whisper of a limousine gliding home with its burden of wealth and beauty. It was two-thirty o'clock in the morning. Through Richard Wentworth's happiness in approaching battle there ran a thread of apprehension, not for himself, but for humanity. Years ago, when youth had been hot in his veins, he had killed a man because there had been no other way for him to prevent a great injustice to one he loved. There had been no remorse in his soul, only a vaulting joy that a miscreant had paid the penalty for evil deeds. He had stooped over the man's body, and upon his forehead had traced in blood the figure of a spider. On that night the spider had been born, and since that time Richard Wentworth had labored unceasingly at the sacrifice of all normal felicities of love and happiness to protect mankind against injustice and the depredations of the underworld. So tonight he was a little afraid, afraid that some new peril, some new incredible genius of crime had arisen to plague humanity anew. It was as yet only a fear, but tonight— Judge Mahoney's Chinese houseboy had dropped poison into his glass, and only Wentworth's super-keen powers of observation had spotted the suspicious behavior, and so saved the eminent jurist from death. The Chinese had escaped, and Judge Mahoney, shaken with anger, had been unable to ascribe any motive. So murder had lifted its head, and the head had worn a pigtail, and its eyes had slanted upward at the outer corners. So it was time for the spider to fear for humanity. Twice within his lifetime there had come deadly menace out of the east, and each time the streets had run red with blood, and each time the spider had come perilously close to failure that would have meant Chinese dominion over the entire western world. There was a little silent prayer in his heart now through all his eager anticipation that this was some single outbreak, this attempt on Judge Mahoney's life, that it had no universal significance. It was in the midst of that half-phrased thought that the attack was made. Perhaps occupied with his thoughts, Wentworth had grown a little careless. The warning did not come from his own keen senses, but from behind where his faithful Hindu body-servant kept watch. Shrill and harsh, Ram Singh's voice rang out, and what he cried made no sense in Wentworth's brain. "'Bug Sahib!' Ram Singh shouted. "'Tiger, master! In the name of all high, move quickly!' Small wonder that the cry seemed mad, utterly incomprehensible. "'A tiger on Fifth Avenue?' but Wentworth's body did not dally in the bewilderment of his mind.